Hi guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Beat It Karen. My name is Ashlyn and I'm a corporate communication specialist. And my name is Liz. I am a blogger and I own style2bloom.com. And we both are Akron, Ohio natives. Yes, home of LeBron James. Yes. Yes. So we wanted this um, this podcast to really be a safe space for Black women to talk and speak their voice in a very nice judgmental way. We both have different ideas and this is why I love Liz so much. Yes, I love her so much. We just have these conversations all the time and we just decided to make it a podcast. Yes. But first, we definitely want to dedicate this to Nakia Crawford. Um, and Ashley, I just want you to touch on who Nakia Crawford is for a little bit for those who don't know. So Nakia Crawford was from Akron, Ohio, like we are, and she was unfortunately killed a week after her high school graduation. And at first we all had thought it was, you know, a a white guy, just like all the things that are kind of going on here. But I think it hurt us specifically even more because it was done by one of our own. And like her life was cut so short for nonsense. And all the other things that are going on in the world is just so stressful. We just really needed each other. So we hope that, you know, while we help each other out we can help you guys out too yes so one of the people that were definitely um definitely inspired us to go ahead and start this podcast her name was olua toyin toyin salau and she was 19 years old from tallahassee florida um and it started off she had tweeted that she was sexually assaulted um from a man who was supposed to help her uh find find shelter when she was protesting. Um, So she stayed with him and she detailed that he had molested her while she was staying with, while she was staying with him. Um, So she detailed the account and everything and nobody was listening to this woman. The next day she went missing and several days later they did find her body as well as another body. And it's just, when I read that, it was just heartbreaking to know that somebody, actually sought help and was actually looking, you know, for guidance and people just dismissed her. And it, we see it so much now and we're just, it's just disheartening. Every single time you hear it, it's black women who are asking for help and asking to be heard. And we're just not, we're just not being recognized at all. And it's just really, it's really hurtful to hear and see. When I first heard about Twain, it was like midnight and I have already been trying to get off of social media. But then when I heard about her, I cried from like damn near till 2 a.m. Mm. I just could not believe. I just couldn't even, she was asking for help. And then she was protesting and then died. Like she was really doing, she was just one of us. Just trying doing to do the work. Yeah, yeah, just doing her work. And then all of, then she's just gone like that. And then you just hear her talking and she was like, you will not shut my mouth and all of that. And she was such a strong black woman so far. And I just know that her death is not going to be in vain. No, I would never want her to go through what she went through, but um, to never forget her. We have to keep saying her her. name and their names. Um, And, you know, we got to, I don't know if it's like appropriate to say thank you to her for the work that she's done, but she's definitely inspired me. And I will never, ever, ever forget her. Forget. I'll never forget her. When I saw it, I, Obviously, I don't know her, but it was just like looking at a sister, a cousin. Any, I'm just like, this is a girl who had so much ahead of her and had suffered so much already with her family. And it was just really like she has so much to see. Yeah. And I remember like being 19 and just like 
the like, whole world is, is, is whole right world. in front of her. You don't know anything about anything. And but she knew herself, which was really beautiful to see. Is like she was a woman that definitely knew who she was and knew what she wanted. And everybody just failed her. Everybody around her failed her. And that's just the, the heartbreaking part of it all. What did really get me is because with like COVID and everything, I've been all into. I don't know if it's more religion or spiritual, but it's just basically like something to hold me in. And what really made me sad the most is that she said, I think he said he was a pastor or something. And she said she followed the Holy Spirit to guide her mm-hmm. and still got her killed. So, you know, that took me on a whole nother role. And I think that even hurt me more than the whole him even being black is the fact that she was so trusting that she exactly. would protect it. And it's just really hurtful that she was she was so positive and so good and had such a purpose. But she's going to teach us. She has already taught us. So some people are put here on this earth for a certain reason. And we're just going to do good by her by keeping that up. I also wanted to talk about, you know, the Breonna Taylor situation. We all know she was 26 years old and she was killed by the police in her sleep. And not one arrest has been made. Not a one. One has been filed. No (laughs) way. Do you know that he's trying to say that it's premature of them to fire him and that he really doesn't need it like they were he's fighting back no i did not, not know that. that he killed a black girl look on shaver it's not enough that he killed this girl and he got fired but he's trying to fight it and he know his ass deserved to be in jail all of them do yes um why so that's the thing too it's like you know you were there you know you were responsible mm-hmm. what do you want and like not to even like you know, go go out of Breonna Taylor, but it's the same thing with George Floyd's um, killers. You know, they're out and they're just shopping like nothing happened. So for him to go back and just say like, well, this was premature, we didn't do, no. You it's know, you, you were wrong. This woman is dead for literally no reason. This had nothing to do with her, no ties to her. And it's just like, you're already ready to get free. You haven't even been arrested yet. <laughs> like... You know what kills me is she was such a regular, regular girl. Like, it seemed like she was one of us. She was an EMT, but she was award-winning. And they've been trying to find stuff on her. And I'm so they tried so They could not find nothing on her because my girl was nothing. Um, But, you know, she was an EMT. And then I was reading her mom talking about her on her birthday. Like, everybody was preparing for her last year. They did a big thing for her because she just loves to be around people. And she, mm-hmm. she was the one where her friends would be like, let me ask Brianna what she thinks. She's like, her friends are completely lost now. It's not just the family or just the person that you're hurting. It's the legacy. It's not. It's not. And she... Community. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and and not only that, she and she did have, you know, her boyfriend, her partner, who died right in front of him. You know, like, she, like, you have to deal with that, too. And but then they tried to blame him. Him. You know, and then they try to put it on him. The one that her mom said, absolutely not. He had nothing to do with this. We Mm -hmm. love him. We, you know, and so it's just so, y'all tried so hard to tear this girl down and make her this. Because I remember in March when I first heard about it, people were saying like, oh, it was a drug bust. And it kind of just pushed it under the rug and everything. Like, y'all really tried to make this girl like this trap queen. Like, what is that? EMT. Yeah. Like, what What the hell? Um, yeah, that's what kills me. Um, but I think it goes along the whole notion that, well, I think Breonna Taylor's was specifically special to me because 
after the George Floyd situation, I felt like she was swept under the rug, just like a lot of black women are. Mm -hmm. Um, And people aren't, the people weren't mad enough about her, I think, as they were about George Floyd. They're not mad enough about Tony. They're just not mad enough about black women. And it, it reminds me of when Twitter had first started back in the day when it was like black girl problems, you know, if they kill you, yes. or if you ain't gonna get found. And you know how long ago Twitter was like 10 years ago when we first signed on mm-hmm. and it's still the same thing. It's really heartbreaking. And then even and then even if you go go back that far, it's like, yeah, they put that on Twitter for a reason. Like, so mm-hmm. it appears that people believe in that. Like, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get anything if you call the police like nobody's gonna save you black girl like period like and not even just black girls think about trans black girls who are all women yes. we are all black women but you know it is a lot harder even for a trans black woman than it is for a cis black woman because at least we're still considered mm-hmm. a woman or something these women are actual women because they say they are and it really ain't bothering you for them to change their identity or whatever they want to be and it's just so heartbreaking that they're completely erased from the cause a lot of the time just because you don't like how they present themselves and how, what they look like, like, you can, like, besides, you don't have to understand it. That's not what they're asking. You know, trans women are not asking to be understood. They're asking not to be killed. You know, Black trans women want to walk down the street without being harassed. And this year, we, just this year, last year, just every single month or every like it feels like every week at this point that we're seeing another trans woman being killed and nothing is being done about it it's just going under the rug the only reason i know about it honestly is through twitter yep. because it doesn't make news um and i i can't think of the time it made big news for a and people made sure that the person who killed a black trans woman goes to prison it's never like that unless we write and we Fight, and we have to really fight but that would you know that takes us the black community I definitely think that's a whole other conversation but we need to be a little more um aware that black trans the black trans community is here as well yeah um, and I like that Lena Waithe um on the shy is doing that she is highlighting trans women um and that experience and also highlighting the fact that a lot of a lot of men who do date trans women are actually really homophobic. Yep. James's character is extremely homophobic on the show, or at least it's presenting as so, so far. And it's like, but he's in this relationship with her because he sees her as a woman, which is great. And I yeah. love did say that in the show. He sees her as a woman, but it's still, you can't just shut down an entire community. Just like we're Black women, we can't, we can't say, okay, only cisgender women. We got to also, we got part trans sisters in there as well. All women. And you, uh, you know, speaking of the shy, which is, you know, Lena Waithe is so brilliant with how she like speaks to Black women and Black people in her stuff. Um, but, you know, the main character's sister, Keisha, is gone missing mm. now. And she was in, you know, at a bus stop at night at, um, at a Chicago bus stop. And then you see her for a second, then she's just gone. All you see is her phone. Spanish. So now on this next episode, we're really realizing that something is wrong. Um, and, you know, the, the, um, the teachers can't help her. Her friends can't find her. And her little mm-hmm. brother is looking. And I love that Lena is talking about this because in Chicago, we talk about it all the time that there are so many little black girls, um, not even little black girls, black women on the west side of Chicago that are going missing. You're never going to hear nothing about them. 
And why does it not make national attention at all? It I mean, never does. Being Amber Alert was based on a white girl named Amber. Exactly. There don't be no Keisha Alert at all. Exactly. Like, and that's why do? I thought it. And the, it's like, what do you do? It's just, it's like, this. it wasn't even set up. Amber Alert wasn't even set up for us. It wasn't never set up for us to, to be found. Like, yep. that was not. How come you can never, ever find us? And I yep. love said that insecure like with the whole looking for Latoya yes it was funny and it was comedy and like we love seeing Ray J and Portia and all of them but like <laughs> but it was like no this is so true they never find us that we can like we are never made the headline and Yes, we have Twitter. We do have Instagram. We have social media. It is picking up, but it's still no. I but what would we be without social media? Honestly, the reason that I know that all these women are gone missing is because of social media. It is not exactly. on no damn headlines. It not is at not all. And I you know what's crazy is some of that stuff happened years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, like did you like? Um, did you see the one on Twitter? Um, uh, this girl, she's eighteen years old. Her mom had been missing. Yeah. <laughs> For years. I think you had retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been missing for years. Mm-hmm. Why are we just, why is this not, why is this not a big deal? Her, she went to the police. She did everything she had to do. And they're just not doing anything to find this woman because her life just isn't deemed, you know, important enough to them. You know, it's really sad, you know, being a black woman in America and being a black woman here and being black period. It is very hard. And then even more besides just like how we treat each other, it's even diseases kill us the most. You know, yes. we're killed by our our boyfriends and our husbands the most. It just mm-hmm. seems that as a black woman, it is all against you. You know, like black people can't even just live just to live. We can't drive just to drive. We can't walk. We can't look at birds. Nothing. And actually, I do have like a, a little Karen story now that oh, I think about it. Girl, beat it, Karen. a beat it, Karen. Okay, so I was I had a photo shoot. Remember I told you earlier I had the photo shoot, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're in Dublin, which is like I live in Columbus, Ohio. So Dublin is like the white suburb of Columbus, basically. Yeah. That's where all the, you know, big rich white people live. So we're we're just shooting. We saw this like really dope location, lots of colors, really pretty. And this woman, like we're he like we're just shooting, and then my photographer had a tent that I could change into. So she put the tent where the um business was woman's business was but it's 10 o'clock in the morning nobody's around we're still kind of quarantined y'all stay home if you can um but you know it wasn't really that busy so we're right here we're next to this woman's business and she comes out and she's like um excuse me um what are you guys doing this is this is my business you cannot like shoot over here like she literally just was just like we have to go out of that section and we're like, um, we're like, okay, sorry, we didn't like, we don't really see a lot of people here. We didn't even know this place was open. She's like, yeah, well, we're open. So can you just like move it away or whatever? So we looking like, we don't want any of what you talking about, girls. So mm-hmm. we just like went to like a separate location, but it was just so annoying. Like nobody is there. Like, why are you starting? Yeah. Like You're like ready for us to like, and you came out so aggressively and it's just like we, we can move it's cool 
that's just like the uh, people who was pointing guns at the Black Lives Matter protesters who walked past their house. Like, nigga, what? Nobody even looking at your people. Nobody's thinking about you. Oh, Ooh, that pisses me off so bad. Like, mm. nobody's even thinking about y'all. Sit in y'all raggedy ass houses and eat y'all cupcakes. <laughs> no damn butter on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not no butter. <laughs> when they bake them, put no butter on it. Be all nasty. Are you serious? I imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, so we have talked y'all to death about, you know, really sad things. Um, but I, we want to talk about the BT Awards. Yes, we do. Last night. So I have a question. I have a question. Did you think it was going to be good with the whole virtual, you know? I like it better. You liked it better? I did too. Yeah, but I, you know what I like the most forward. about it better is, um, you know, the uh, when it be the indie artists that have their performances and then usually they cut them off mm-hmm. for the bigger people. They actually got their time to be in their little settings and everything. And like Mistego was one of the people who were I under- love Mistego. And I love him so much. You know, he hasn't gotten that much... Um, airtime if it was a regular one no so I, like it I love his song you know Ta-da. i love that and then i love um is it black queen or queen pink and black queen pink is so good black love is going to be played in my wedding so oh <laughs> I I mean, I saw, but let's just say let's just say. <laughs> let's put it out there <laughs> um but also but I, no i loved okay. it i i really think if they even if we go back y'all need to get do that performance setup because I can't remember the last time BET Awards performances were like that good. Let me tell you the best one. I have to say, Chloe and Hallie. Woo! Oh my gosh, that they are two little Beyonce's. You can tell Beyonce is working with them girls, okay? Girl, from the media training, the voice, the everything. The media training, but the black love they have for each other and they were in locks. They have dreads, girl. I oh. hope they never get rid of their locks. I was just saying that last night. I'm like, I hope they never do, but if they I do, I don't care. I love them. Uh, yeah. So good. I and I love how they're growing up and they're getting sexier and everything, but it was like such a natural type mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, whoa, y'all really grown as hell now. Yeah, because even their, even their album, like it is like it's steamy, but it's still like, oh, they are girls. Like I love it. Like, they are such girls. Oh, we were not that cute at 19, were we? We were. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this generation, this generation don't have an ugly phase. We were generation girl. In 2000, what were we, 2012? Looking a hot man. I mean, obviously, you see me right this second. I'm not <laughs> either, so that's how it is. But I also loved after them, I loved um Summer Walker and Usher. Yes, like, that I was really this, good. This type of setting is good for Summer because you know they. She says that she has social anxiety, so there was no one for her. It was perfect. Too. It was so perfect. Her voice is beautiful. I think she is an amazing, amazing artist. I love her album. I think uh, Megan Thee Stallion, of course. You know my, that is my bitch. Oh, I know you love her. I love her. I was married. You know you got me to love her. Like, I'm glad. Oh you know what? God. It's been a year because it's my birthday last year. Yes. <laughs> oh. And do you know why I love her? Speaking of black women and loving black women, because you know people always talk much about female rappers twerking and rapping mm-hmm. and everything, but this girl goes to school she be helping other people out had this little pageant thing she was in that little book club talk conversation mm-hmm. that i had tagged you in she is very smart she's always like speaking her mind very intelligent her mom she seems like her mom and her parent her dad died 
and she's taking care of other people. I think she is a. I didn't know her dad died. Oh my gosh. And I remember when she had posted about her mom, and then she just blew up. What I like about her, she seems so authentic and actually like a sweet girl. But who I also like, who wasn't on the show, I like Cardi B too. I love Cardi B. Like, and and I don't, I don't know why I feel like she's like fizzling out, but I love her. Like, I've always loved. She's gonna come back for new stuff. But what I'm saying that I love yeah. her is because you have every time there's something going on with Black Lives Matter, she always uses her absolutely voice, her platform. And even me, when she first had came out, I'm like, this girl ain't about shit. She probably just gonna be a stripper. Like, and it's wrong. I shouldn't judge her like that. Yeah. That girl shut me the fuck up, and I like her. I <laughs> no, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's just su- she's super smart. Like I feel like mm-hmm. she's like. Like, you have a really, like, dope conversation with her. Like, I really yeah. love, Just going back to Megan, another thing that I love that she stands for is, like, do not give any of these men any of your control. None yep. of your, any, like, I love it. She just be like, girl, do you? Because... I thought that we have so many Black women to talk about in hip-hop now. Yes. So we yes. got Megan, Cardi, Doja, even though she in her little bit of hot water, Nikki mm-hmm. ass still around. Um, and remember for, like... Like for like ten years, it was just Nikki. Yeah, and now it's not. I, I it love Kira Wack also, but let me tell y'all, people sleep on her because she's crazy. Azalea Banks is talented as fuck. She is. She so is. That's the sad part. She's very talented, oh. but I feel like she just is one of those. She just needs to just put out work. Just put out work. Don't do any interviews. Don't like. She's like, our team. She needs she's time. Yeah, be like boom. This yeah. is it. That's it. Like. Then she was talking about fucking uh, Dave Chappelle like anybody care like girl. He's just gonna make a joke out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass. I wouldn't have told nobody that one. I wouldn't either. Like, what was you gonna get out of that? But um (laughs) Yeah, though they were really good. Who else was a really good performance? I like that Beyonce got the humanitarian award. Yes, Yes, I love that. Jennifer (laughs) Hudson was really good too. I didn't watch it. I wasn't in Yeah. It it was good. She she is just, you know. It's good to just hear her voice. I love, yeah, I love like, her. I know a lot of people say she loud and just loud and proud, but I just no, I like that is dreams. dreams and cornbread and neck bones type thing. <laughs> exactly. You know who I want to sing in my fan at my funeral is Fantasia because that bitch will make me cry about my own. <laughs> She's so good. I want her to sing Mary Don't You Weep. Just gotta get up. I don't real- want to speak this yeah. until this I don't want to die yeah. in no time soon. Oh my gosh, let me put it out there. But girl, yes, Fantasia can sing. Well, guys, that is the end of our very first episode of Feeding Karen. Karen. Yes. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Liz. Make sure you guys check us out every Wednesday and follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Feeding Karen Podcast. Thank you. Bye.